Hey, kind of a different show today. Just wanted to give you a heads up before I get started. This week's advice column is going to touch on the topics of infertility and loss. And so uh, if that is too much for you, I totally understand. Feel free to skip to next week. Uh, truly, it's fine. All right, let's get things started. Yeah, we're even starting the show a little bit differently today. Just maybe you just heard an ad that was auto inserted in there. But uh, just want to start today. Welcome to Doing the Best We Can. I'm Eddie Koffeltz. If you don't know what the show is about, just read the description of it because um, we just want to launch in today uh, to two very important things. Um, the first is I want to I took time in the column this week to answer a question that I got that I normally would not have answered, um, only because it just felt so deeply personal to the person that was asking. But I actually decided not to answer it, and I put it in the archive folder, and I just kept thinking about it and thinking about it. And then I was like, all right, I'm going to do my best to write this. So here is uh, here is the main thought for this week. All right, here's what the person wrote. Hi, Eddie. Let's jump straight in. What does it look like when God hands us something we don't uh, want, but still believe him to be good and faithful keeper of his promises? My husband and I received news that I am, quote, unable to naturally bear children and that IVF would be the best option for a child of our own. However, the Lord promised me children years ago, and I still have hope that he will use my body to bring them into the world. Sometimes I feel so ridiculous for holding what the doctors say and his promise in the same hands. I would love to hear your thoughts on what it means to hold both. On the flip side, if it's too sensitive to share, I totally get that. Here's my answer. Promise Keeper. When I was in my formative 20s and in the midst of a classic early aughts evangelical Harris Bell Eldridge conversion to a shiny version of Christianity, a bad thing happened. I got a call from my parents informing me that something was wrong with Jesse. That's a pseudonym. Jessie was a sweet little three-year-old who was all ringlets and hugs. She was a part of a family whom my family was very close to. What my parents told me on the phone call was that Jessie and her family were being rushed to the hospital for some unknown reason. That's all the info we had. Jessie had woken up perfectly fine, but something changed. Hours later, I received a phone call that, quote, despite the best efforts of some amazing doctors, Jessie succumbed to a massive, formerly undetected, internal infection and died it was and still is an inconceivable loss that a child can wake up seemingly healthy and be gone by that evening jesse's funeral was much like a movie literally uh it was held in la on a very rainy day in a huge cemetery that was also home to the likes of jack benny and leonard nimoy there were a lot of black umbrellas and people were silent there was no celebration of life type comments. It was a tragedy and everyone was in shock. I was quiet throughout the whole thing until I was back on the airplane heading east. My nose was pressed against the window and I attempted to hide my face. It was then I started to cry hard and get angry. Very angry. I muttered a very unapologetic and unpoetic F all of this to myself. And in an instant, my soul fell silent. I had fallen into deep anger with this new shiny God. The God that had been pushed on me all of a sudden seemed so distant, one-dimensional and unhelpful. 
How could this omniscient God be both the one whom we cry out to help for, yet when that help doesn't come, we're supposed to switch to asking this God for comfort, help, and even perspective? Where's the accountability for God in all of that? How can a child die out of nowhere, yet God is still good? F all of this. When life returned to normal and my anger subsided, those questions remained. And while I could regale you with what transpired in my soul over the next decades, I will say that very little of what looks like progress has had anything to do with having more questions answered. This horribly sad story has a point, Promise Keeper, and I hope you're still with me. You see, I've spent a lot of time sharing my fears, doubts, frustrations, beliefs, and the like with people I trust. However, I've never had anyone offer any answers that helped all that much. They've empathized, given their perspective, and told me I should read this book that changed their life. And usually I do read it, and usually it doesn't change my life. But but none of that has actually flipped a switch and brought light into a dark reality. However, many people have cracked the code and found a way to help the helpless. (laughs) That's me. And they've done it by simply, intentionally showing up. And they show up with nothing to offer. No insights or ideas, no books or quotes from other people. They simply enter my space and aren't afraid of whatever ugly, unfiltered, confusing emotion they may encounter. They're just with me, affirming that yes, indeed, this is very hard. And you're loved. And you're not alone. So Promise Keeper, when you asked, what does it look like when God hands us something we don't want, but we still believe him to be good and faithful and keeper of his promises? I'm sorry to say this, but nobody knows. And I'm sorry. And this is very hard. In addition, when you say, Lord promised me children years ago, sometimes I feel ridiculous for holding what the doctors say and his promises in the same hands. I don't think you're ridiculous for posing this huge, unanswerable statement. I think you're very caring and human. And I'm sorry you're having to ponder those questions. It is indeed very hard. And finally, when you ask, I would love to hear your thoughts on what it means to hold both. Well, as you may have guessed, I have no clue. I have never been able to hold both. I just hold one. Remember, I've dropped the other one. Then pick it up only to drop what I was just holding. Furthermore, you're not alone in struggling with this. That I'm sure of. You are not alone at all. Promise Keeper, here is all that I can offer. I'm here with you even if I'm just a guy writing a newsletter who you don't really know. I'm here. It is very clear that you are in tremendously tremendously unspeakable pain. I don't know how or if it will resolve, and I don't know how faith is a part of this, and I don't know how you get out of bed in the morning. I don't know how you found the strength to email a random writer, podcaster, such a thoughtful question, and I don't know where you find the fortitude that allows you to ask these big, painful questions even in the midst of living inside them. I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you're even existing inside of the swarm of bees that is grief, fear, anger, and questioning. But here you are. Some things you'll hold and some things you'll drop. Anger and exhaustion and feelings towards God may wax and wane. By the way, God should be able to handle that. And maybe, just maybe, relief will be felt in small and big ways. But who knows? All I know is that I'm really sorry there are no answers. This is indeed a really difficult season. You are loved and you are not alone. Hmm. Well, okay. Now we're switching over to the reading music. How about that? A little too much self-referential here with the reading music. I hope that answer, I don't know if it was helpful. I bet it wasn't helpful. It wasn't meant to be helpful. 
because I don't know what would be helpful, but I hope that maybe just maybe, um, uh, yeah, promise keeper, uh, that it was somewhat helpful for you, or at least gave you a bit of peace in that moment. Um, sorry if you were looking for something different, but thank you for allowing me to do my best to answer it. Speaking of which, wanted to chat about something else that is happening in the life of the show, and uh, I will just get to it um, and just tell you that I have made the decision to uh, stop production on doing the best we can. Um, I am going to stop at the end of September. So this is this week and then next week and the week after, and then uh, we're just going to stop on it. Um, Here's what it here's why this decision was made in fact let me actually start with why this decision wasn't made <laughs> uh, i was not asked to stop doing great and enjoying time with um that sounds fun network i enjoy the writing i enjoy all of it um it has been a joy to get to do this and i'm sure i will reflect on that a little bit more i don't know how self-referential i can be but i'll reflect on that a little bit more but i did make the decision um to pause the show simply because it was time it was time to do that i had always told myself that i was going to do this for a year and then see what was next and as you may know i did it with very little fanfare because i'm just embarrassed by that stuff but september 1 was the one year of doing the best we can and i looked over the course of the year and i looked at the goals that i had for the show and uh and i just became very very clear that i enjoy doing this i am appreciative of you but at the same time, this is done. Uh, here's why it's done. I, I'm not going to go too long on this, but here's here's a couple of reasons why. First, um, part of this was always for me to find, for me, it was a kind of an experiment almost, to find a voice. Uh, could I talk about things that were really honest? Could I be brave enough? And it's not actual bravery. It's like me who's not brave trying to do something new. Could I be brave enough to try to like actually write from my own heart? What if I wrote about something controversial? Um, I got to do all of that this year, um, and it was slow. And I actually just read, I never go back and read any of them, but I just read the first two uh, articles, um, you know, issue one and issue two, and it just it felt like a million years ago, and it felt like a different person. Um, and so I think that in some ways it has been a helpful project in me going like, okay, here's who I am. I am comfortable with that in this public sphere. The second uh, the second thing, though, that uh, that I always wanted to accomplish with this was my hope that this would lead to um, kind of the possibility of writing writing more, like writing some sort of uh, book or uh, maybe, I don't know. I, I don't, not, well, I do know. That's what I wanted to do. Um, and in truth, like the audience is partly, you are here for that, but it would just take so much more growth of this show. And I honestly don't think this show has it in it. I think you're here and you've been incredibly consistent. But I think that a show that doesn't have anybody famous or famous guests or isn't a murder mystery is just not one of those shows that's going to uh, explode and get really, really huge and get publishers interested. And that's okay. It was kind of a long shot. Basically, if you had a clue who I was because you listened to either Relevant or Annie and not Annie and Eddie, you listened to Annie, um, you would have some clue who I was. And so maybe you were listening to this because of that, which is the best. We got the survey results in. <laughs> Remember we did a survey a couple months ago and like 99% of the people were like, we know about this because of that sounds fun. Oh, Annie, maybe relevant, right? Good, 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 good. Um, but given that I would like to write more at some point, 
this won't be the vehicle that does that. Um, but the third reason and the biggest reason is that you may or may not have noticed that I have basically written around a period of time that goes from zero years old to about 30-ish. Um, it wasn't super intentional, but it seemed like if it was less than, like if it was in the last decade and a half, it was still a little fresh for me. I wasn't quite sure how I was going to write it. There have been some exceptions. Uh, but even today, I wrote about something that happened in 2002. Um, to that end, I'm kind of caught up. And I'm kind of hitting a wall where uh, for this to continue, I would probably need to consider a little bit more about what I would need to do, what kind of what doors I would need to open and what things I would need to talk about. And I'm not there yet. And I think that's OK. And I may not be there. So uh, those are the big things. It is purely a me decision. I told Annie and her team and they were all very uh sad but gracious you know that like perfect way people respond where they were like kind of surprised and bummed but also got it um and i think more over the people that uh i know the best um and who care about me a lot uh mostly brian and uncle jimmy have both been like yeah that makes sense that makes sense and have been affirming of it so we're gonna have a couple more weeks together and then this is uh then this is gonna not be a weekly thing and i will miss that but I'm also grateful that we've gotten to do this so far. So we have issue 45, 46, and 47. I wish it would have ended on 50. Wouldn't that have been tidy? But nope, it'll end on 47. So I just wanted to tell you that, uh, and I appreciate you listening to this, and I appreciate you sticking around for what has been both a sad show, yikes, and then a very intense kind of like announcement-y kind of heavy show. Um, I will keep all of the archives up for doing the best we can, both in podcast and newsletter form. Uh, just in case there's anything you need or would like to or would be helpful to reference back to later or catch an old episodes, uh, they'll all still be there. And uh, I would also say, um, if you have not done so, I would subscribe to the newsletter. Whatever's next, and I say nothing's going to be next. I have no plans for anything. But there's been a next for the last 15, year, 15 years. So whatever's next, um, you'll find out about it because I have your email address. And so subscribe to the newsletter. You'll only get two more newsletters. <laughs> uh, but then at least you'll be on that list. And if something's coming up or if I'm going to be somewhere or if I get to be on any other podcast or something like that, you'll be the first to know. So subscribe to the newsletter. It's on the link below. Sorry to disappoint you. Uh, maybe you're not disappointed. I'm going to speak for you. But um, yeah, thanks for listening. I'll be back next week certainly with a regular intro i think even a guest and then hopefully a guest on the last week i bet you can guess who our last guest will be all right thank you uh i am hard at week hard at week yikes come on let's be done hard at work on next week's doing the best we can i hope you have a good rest of your weekend